Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. We are blessed to see another day here on the Ticket Water Cooler as uh, it is a rainy day. Not yet too snowy out there, but be careful if you are driving uh, and just be careful in general when you're walking. That's underrated too. I think, you know, I've had some uh, car accidents before, but I think the, the maybe the biggest pain is just falling, slipping on your butt. Have you, have you done that last couple of years, Rico? Uh, I did that back when I worked across the street and I cracked my phone screen because I had oh, my yeah. phone in my hand, slipped, put my hand down. It was a, it was a hand with the phone in it. He was smacked, so broke that, bruised my butt. It was very painful. Yeah, yeah. Craig, uh, Craig uh, called in earlier and said the, the the roads aren't bad, the sidewalks are. So uh, maybe don't just think you've made it to safety. If you made it to your destination, watch your walkway as you make it to the building you need to go to, or your house, or uh, whatever. There uh, again, the the news uh, of I suppose in the last hour, not to be unexpected, uh, as we've uh, kind of heard this might be a possibility, but uh, a couple ex Huskers are now Huskers once again. Isaiah Garcia cast and Xavier Betts officially listed on the Nebraska football roster. Uh, Betts listed as a sophomore, and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda listed as a junior, which means if Betts goes through his full career, he's going to be one of those guys that were like, man, it feels like wow, he was he's around still here. for six years. Wow. That's, that's yeah, it says that he, like, used his red shirt in 2022. I'm like, mm. well, I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> um, he used his red shirt in sure 2022, did. but, I mean, he, he didn't play, so he didn't use a year of eligibility. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Again, he took an entire year off of football, a year plus, and um, Isaiah took – uh, like half half a year, I don't know exactly. It was four like, games. It was four yeah, games in, but it feels like the start of the season was like a year ago. <laughs> like it feels like forever ago. So, um, both guys are gonna have to get back into shape. Not you know, obviously not game shape, but they're gonna have to get back into shape. Uh, training with the guys. I know that the Huskers posted a video hype video of them starting their winter workouts, and Xavier Betts was was a part of it, and he was in one of the. Uh, one of the clips lifting some weights. So they're back in it. They're back working with the team. Um, I'm sure some things were said from their perspective, from the player's perspective, from the coach's perspective. Hopefully everything is all good and they can move on and, and uh, start these winter workouts and, and get going on the right foot with each other. Well, I think, too, uh, you know, there's uh, obviously uh, the transfer portal closes today. You've got winter conditioning. So there's I mean, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on in the peripheral for Nebraska football. But a lot of it with Matt Rule is always, you know, how, how you put in roster management, how are you putting this team together? Obviously, the Walter Ross thing kind of threw us all for a stir um but since he's joined oklahoma they've lost two linemen an interior offensive lineman and it just said offensive lineman so i'm guessing hmm. maybe a tackler or, or a guy yeah i've gone to the portal interesting so i don't know i don't know if they were starters uh i know one of them the one that entered today was a former five star from the 2021 class um so i i don't know what's going on if they played a lot but two guys from Oklahoma on the offensive line have entered the portal since Walter Rouse has, has gone there. Well, I, but I, what I was saying anyways is I think that the, the these additions 
um, they're known commodities in in Lincoln, and so I mm-hmm. mean, I think these are some of the biggest gets because they need you know they needed wide receivers. Uh, Marcus Washington had a solid year last year; he could step up and be that number one guy. Billy Kemp, obviously, the big addition over there from Virginia. But it's just kind of interesting how. If you've seen it, it's always uh, it blows me away the you know the power of you actually seeing something. If you watch some video, or if you're a Nebraska fan and you watch these guys, you know Xavier Betts. You know if Billy Camp had like 200 yards last year, Xavier Betts had like 200 yards two years ago. Yet we're all really excited about Xavier Betts being back, uh, just because <laughs> we've people seen like, oh, the, no, the no, potential. About Billy Kemp. Yeah, we'll see. He only had 200 yards last year, so um, you know it's just one of those things where um, these are known commodities for Husker fans, and I think that helps out a little bit. It does again to me raise some questions. Maybe it's just their own personal life battles, whatever they're kind of going through, mm-hmm. um, but. These are two talented wide receivers that that I'm glad to see back on the roster that you kind of just wonder, you know, one, what kind of was the problem with last year's wide receiver room that Mm -hmm. both of them departed, Um, but two... How good that receiving room could have been, (laughs) you know, if you had kept Xavier Betts. Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda could have stuck with it, Um, you know, along with Trey Palmer. To go uh, along with Trey Palmer and Marcus yeah. Washington and Elante Brown, Omar Manning, who almost was you know forgotten about by now. Yeah, Oliver Martin was there. I mean, they they had they had some they would have had, had some depth. They had a lot of bodies, yeah. and it, it's kind of like what we're talking about right now, where there's a lot of bodies, but not a lot of at the time, not a lot of production on the field. Right now, we're talking about you know nobody really has all that all that much production on the field as well. But it's in a different kind of light. They that was during a season um, with all of those guys. Now it's before the season starts. I mean, you've got. Billy Kemp, who who kind of you know uh, showed himself at, at Virginia, where he had one really good year and then some two iffy years. But even then, you see what a healthy Billy Kemp can offer you because that was last year's struggle is he couldn't stay healthy. Um, and then everything else that Virginia went through and they you know played less games than a lot of yeah. other teams. Um, but you add him to the roster, you you keep Marcus Washington, who was able to flash uh, here and there in games last season. Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, who had the one breakout game against Northwestern. Granted, it was only four catches, but you know the one in the back of the end zone um, on the stop and go that was beautifully placed by Casey Thompson. And then the crazy, you know, will he get sacked? Will he run the ball? He's running backwards. Yeah. Just throw it up into the air. Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson throw that Isaiah just kind of found an open spot and uh caught it like a punt uh and ran for a little bit uh those were you know the two most memorable catches from Isaiah and then he did struggle with uh holding on to the ball had a couple fumbles that um, shouldn't have a been a fumble drops. by the way the one no it shouldn't have been but it was ruled a fumble so yeah. he still I mean still either way you should have held on to it regardless and maybe not even had that situation to begin with but um with those guys, with with Isaiah coming back, and with Xavier Betts, who has that breakaway speed, who has that deep threat ability, and just the athleticism and the size uh, of a number one receiver. Not saying he's going to be a number one receiver, but he has everything that you would look for in a number one receiver. Him coming back, if you know whatever happened last year, um, hopefully doesn't happen again, and he can get things right and and stay on the right track and and stick with this team throughout the rest of this next season. Um, he could have a big year, and that could be a big step forward for Nebraska's offense, having him, because you've got, again, a lot of bodies, not a lot of production, not a lot of experience in the wide receiver room. You've got that entire freshman class from last year that didn't play that's supremely talented, uh, or so we've been told, and then this year's class that, again, supremely talented, at least we're being told that. Um, 
don't know how many of them you're going to see on the field this year. So it's going to be really interesting with that receiver room. Um, but, you know, first things first, who's going to be throwing him the ball? Right. Yeah, and that's a, that kind of makes you kind of wonder, too. I don't think there's any necessarily benefit for one guy or the other if there is more depth or more talent in the wide receiver room because um, you might think initially, okay, Jeff Sims kind of more of a runner um, and Casey Thompson, uh, the gunslinger, but um, they, I, I know that they, they, they want to see what Jeff Sims can do as kind of a total package. Their mm -hmm. idea is less, make him less of a runner here at Nebraska than he was at Georgia tech and kind of develop that arm. Uh, I think they see some NFL potential in him. And that is, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, I think we've been kind of been waiting to see if it's official necessarily. Casey Thompson did get the NIL deal with 1890. Mm -hmm. he, he repped for that. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it is pretty much official. Casey Thompson will be back. He'll be here. Jeff Sims uh, going to be battling. And of course, Part of it is that Casey Thompson with the with the with the surgery probably not going to be back for spring, um, so maybe that kills off the the kind of talk about who's going to start there. But I tell you what, if somebody if Jeff Sims is good enough to come in here and unseat Casey, I feel really good about that position because I I mean Casey. He's probably the – I mean, it depends on your style of quarterback, I mm -hmm. suppose, and ultimately the wins didn't come down. But a lot of that, in my mind, was because Casey Thompson got hurt and because he was getting schlacked back there. He was running for his life. Um, if they can upgrade that offensive line, bring some of these guys back into the fold – um, I don't know if it's going to be Jeff Sims or Casey, but I still mm -hmm. feel like that offense with that running back room that they have, um, it, it it just feels a lot better. I know the tight end room still kind of a question mark. Is Thomas Fedone um, going to be able to, to ever kind of hit that potential or get past those injuries? Uh, Nate Borkacheker in there. Um, so, that, I mean, they've got a little bit of work to do there, but – and the question always goes back to the offensive line and, you know, the Walter Rouse thing uh, obviously hurts that a little bit. But um, I, I think with our Garcia Castaneda and Xavier Betts, I'm not saying they've got all Big Ten potential, but I feel pretty darn good about that wide receiver room now. Um, and, you know, the running back room and the quarterback room, that's a pretty good place to start if you're Matt Rule inheriting this offense. So uh, we always talk about what is, what you know, what is left over? What is What are you inheriting? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would call Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia case there. Are you inheriting them, or did you have to re-recruit them? Um, but altogether, it'd be um, kind of inheriting. Spot. Yeah, it's they they set up relationship. It's a little like bit. it's like a it's like a uh, shed that was kind of forgotten about in 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 the backyard of your your great grandpa's mansion that he put in his will for you. And like you inherited it, but you forgot it was back there, and you started cleaning <laughs> up, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really good shed." Yeah, and that's uh, that's Xavier Betts and Isaiah. A little rest restoration, man. Yeah, you just got to do a little, little clean up, little yeah. little fix it up a little bit, but you got yourself a really good shed back there. Yeah. So that's that's Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia <laughs> Castaneda comparing them to a shed. I think yeah. that was a pretty good analogy. That was good. Did you come up with that on the? Fly? I just thought of that right now. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Let me know if that was a good one. 402-464-5685. Yeah. I thought that was a good analogy. But as as it sets up, do you think that the offense now maybe has surpassed the defense as far as and maybe it already was that way of what you're inheriting? What I mean, I'd picking up. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about either side of the ball because yeah. there's still a lot of question even with those two. Still a lot of question marks. Like we said, Isaiah had four five catches on the year. Uh, for uh, 120 yards which he got all in one game, one touchdown which again he got in one game. So He's still a question mark to me, although they, they believed in him and thought that he was going to be competing for that number one spot. We all saw who inher who took that number one spot over, um, and then he left four games in. Xavier Betts, again, he's a, he's a guy that we've seen flashes from. 
Literal flashes but big, uh, in big games. Plays. Big play yeah. potential from that guy. But, again, it's something that, you know, can he sustain it through the whole season? You know, if, if those plays aren't working, can he, you know, instead of a reverse or a pitch or something, can he just be a receiver and be a deep threat? Can he run across the middle, get a catch, and run away from people? I, I don't know. I know. I mean, he did it in high school, sure. But can he do he that at, against at Oklahoma the, once? Yeah, can he do that at the, <laughs> at the collegiate level? I, yeah. do, I don't know. So, and then again, the quarterback situation, we don't know how Casey's going to be coming back from his injury. We don't know much about Jeff Sims. Like, we know what Jeff Sims was at Georgia Tech, but if you look at his, and I'm just going to look at his completion percentage, it's not that great. And if they want him to be more of a thrower than a runner, then he's going to have to get that up. Again, something we don't know if that's going to happen. The offensive line, obviously a question mark. The tight end room, a question mark. The receiving core, you don't have a for sure number one guy, but you have a couple of guys who might be able to take that role. Um, Billy Kemp, I don't know if he'll be your number one, but he'll be a major target, a major contributor in the offense, as he was at Virginia. Marcus Washington, could he be that guy? I think he could, especially if Casey's a quarterback, because they already have that connection from when they were at Texas and their first year at Nebraska. So the offense is just a massive question mark, and the defense is the same thing. A lot, a lot of new additions there, and your your two major middle linebackers are both coming off of injuries. Yeah, Your secondary, sure, you've got I believe your entire secondary yeah, coming you feel back. Yeah, you good about the secondary. Sure, you feel good about that. But then if you're running a five, that's that's another body you got to add to there. Who's going to be that? Who's going to be the nickel if you still have that? Your defensive line, you've got Ty Robinson coming back. You've got a lot of other defensive tackles there. But your edge rushers, you brought in a bunch of new people because you lost your two main edge rushers. Don't know what's going to happen there because the people that were behind them Big question marks that didn't play a lot. So both offense, defense, massive question marks. Not sure how I I feel about either side. The spring game, unless they change it up, isn't going to tell us much. So it's another one of those wait and see things, and it's going to be a year year one, year zero, if you're going to give that to them uh, for rule here at Nebraska. And I'm again, it's one of those things where I'm hoping for possibly not really expecting six. I'm, I'm expecting six wins. That's a lie. I'm expecting six wins. I don't know if it's going to be pretty, and I don't know if they're actually going to get there because it's a lot of new faces in this room, and it's going to take a, a lot more uh, than just a, a couple of workouts uh, to get them to start trusting in each other. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're, I think you're right on. I mean, I, I, I do kind of get excited uh, when I start talking about you know some of the personnel on the outside in the running back room, which um, you got to remember, Ramir Johnson. I mean, it, it, it could could be somebody that, that really brings brings back what he did two years ago I mean this mm-hmm. is there's a few guys him you know he kind of stands out more than anybody that just Whipple did not get what the frost offense got out of him and so maybe you know a, a new <laughs> third offense here uh <laughs> can, can return to what they had um is but that is that four offensive coordinators in four years <laughs> will it be uh, because how long was uh I don't remember I don't even remember who the second guy right before Whipple he, they like brought him out of retirement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, it, it's, I can't remember his name. He was so he not, was just here for a year, right? He was here for two years. Two I think, years, but, okay. Yeah, so it's three and four years. But, but no matter who still. who Frost hired as offensive coordinator, we're like ah, it's Frost. It was Frost. <laughs> it was Frost. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be three offensive coordinators in three years. <laughs> that's that's fun. <laughs> it's, it's it certainly is interesting. But to your point, I kind of like some of the the skill position players. But it's the Big Ten, and the question marks remain on the line on both sides of the ball. So um, you know, before you get too excited, you just kind of got to see that. And sometimes um, I'm interested too to kind of see, you know, obviously in in as as 
coaches 10 years go on, you're better. The first year is kind of all about install and, and getting getting to know each other and, mm-hmm. um, you know, figuring stuff out. And then the second year you can build on that offense. And it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great start. But part of it, too, is like if you're – are you going to do what's best for you if you're Matt Rule in certain games, certain practices? Um, what's best for the program or what's best for next week? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think given his track record, I think it's going to be programmed. So you might take some lumps here and there um, and, uh, uh, in order to establish that. So, I mean, we'll see. It, it'll be at least a fun year. Uh, hope is back. <laughs> so hope is back. That's at least something you've, you've gotten. You know, they came off beating Iowa, so at least there was at least a, a feel-good uh, something going <laughs> yeah, into the Yeah, and then Iowa got there. a lot better. And then Iowa shut out uh, Kentucky. <laughs> and then, yeah, they got better, too, in the, in the, in the transfer portal. But, yeah, it'll make things interesting. Seeing Nebraska Iowa with an actual quarterback too. is going to be really weird. Yeah, I don't know. As long as Brian Ferentz is uh, the OC there, I have. A, yeah, I think there's, there's a ceiling. There still. is, there is that. And Cade McNamara, he's good. I mean, he's solid. Uh, but he was. I mean, that Michigan offense around him was was really good. If Iowa doesn't necessarily have a run game going, I like got that. I tight think end. they will. Their running back improved as the season went on. They did. He did. I'm just. I, I don't know. That was like. That was. It's not like that was a bad offense. That was like the 130th offense in the day. He's like. Second to last off. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, so they, they've got a lot of ways to work. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Let's talk some Husker basketball. Pivotal game tonight against the Buckeyes. We'll tell you why next. Coming up here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 